0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's episode of the Comeback Conversations. With my man, Chad Hansen. He just got back here from a, uh, a vacation. He is, which is the reason, I'm, the reason I brought that up first, is because he practices what, he, what we preach, essentially, which is uh, control. Uh, but before we even get into that, I want to tell you a little bit about him. He's came through the council. He's been very, very successful. He's came to an experience. We spent some time one-on-one together, getting to know each other, fighting through some, you know, watching him become a man and fighting through some of his struggles. And ultimately, uh, he now works with us over here. So he's an ambassador and accountability coach. He's a, a, a crucial part of many, many men's recovery right now, or comebacks I should say right now. Uh, so Chad, I want to thank you for for one doing that for me, right? For us inside of this movement. And for two, thank you for taking off and staying home today. So you could actually, or working from home. So you could actually uh, spend some time with, with me talking. I appreciate
1: working it. Working from home. Yes. Uh, it's uh, I appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity it's good to Absolutely. be able to visit with
0: you. So let's, um, if you've listened to any of these before, I know a little bit about you, but the listeners don't, the listeners that mirror you, the listeners don't know anything about you. So let's um, let's just go ahead, and fill them in where you're from, you know, what kind of little background, how old you are, just whatever you want to share, stuff like that.
1: Sure. I'm uh, from the great state of Wyoming out here, kind of a uh, remote from where a lot of your uh uh comebacks are are from. I'm one of the few that are that are from out this way. But um it's growing.
0: There's a couple guys. It is out growing. There. I do
1: we do I got a few out here now. So that's that's kind of cool to have some other uh Wyoming guys around. But uh uh basically, you know I'm uh what I turned fifty this year, so so I'm I'm getting there. But uh for me uh You're 50? I didn't know you were fifty. I'm I'm fifty this year, man.
0: You look damn good for fifty.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I am
0: a I'm a comeback. That's fucking great. I, I literally thought we were the same age. Uh, Thirty years old.
1: I get that a lot. I get that a lot. Yeah. All my kids are grown and out of the house. It's just grandkids for me. So that's why I can take trips to Copenhagen.
0: Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Well I didn't know you just got a new nickname, Grandpa Chad.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh it's not as good as Gorilla, but I'll I'll take it. It'll anyway. work. <laughs> But anyway, uh, it was probably about 12 years ago for me is when I really uh, started getting into habits that, uh, you know, weren't good for me. Uh, I was in a marriage at that point. It was about 19, 19 years. I ended up being married about 22 years in my first marriage. Last few years of that, we're trying to save it and really just started some bad habits and then went into divorce. Uh, you know, really drinking heavily, and it just kind of stuck. And you know, I, I I got through that, and went found uh, my uh, my current wife, which is a, a fabulous story. I mean, as far as you know, we were able to we knew each other back when we were in high school. She was like the girl for me, the one that I was totally head over heels with. But she didn't pay attention to me because she dated all the older guys. You know. And then here I have this opportunity to to get with her and marry her, and I literally love my life. You know, her and I. Well, let's see, in June we'll be married five years, and uh, <clears throat> just love her to death, love our story. But here I am. I I started these habits, and I just continue to to drink too much, and I don't get it. Like, for me, like, why am I doing that? Like, this is, I love my life. I'm not unhappy. I don't have a bunch of things to blame for this. But yet, uh, I can't kick this thing. You know, and so for me, uh, there was no way I was going to AA. There was no way I was
0: going. Did you, to ever, did you ever try any of that? No, no,
1: no. I, would, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. The only way I'd go to dry out or something like that if I was forced to. You know, if I was put in a situation where I was court ordered or something like that happened in my life, where I, you know, I had no other choice. But
0: nothing like that had ever happened, right?
1: No, nothing like that had ever happened. Uh,
0: fortunately for me, I didn't have
1: the have to have a rock bottom experience. You know, where my wife left, or I.
0: What you know. What type of drinker were you, Chad? Like
1: a uh, binge drinker, and and liquor mostly—whisker uh, whiskey, um, vodka. Uh, I liked the stuff that would get me there the, as quick as I could and that's that's the type of drinker that I was and mm-hmm. you know
0: and were you like at home or were you out at the uh, local bar mostly,
1: mostly at home but but also when I was with a group you know I was I don't know my wife likes to call it that I didn't come with a brake pedal, which I think a lot of the guys in the comeback understood. Majority of us. Well, once, once we start down that path, it's just, you know, full throttle and let's go. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty quiet and pretty reserved. Uh, when I start going after it, uh, you know, I, one of the things I've learned in this is that when I don't drink, uh, everybody else drinks less because I really drove – that in a lot of people around me including my my kids and friends and everybody around me so um, but anyway to go back to it I've probably been watching your videos for you know they came up on Facebook and probably two or three months I was watching and I'd go watch them because for me like I said I wasn't going to go to dry out I wasn't going to go to AA because I I didn't feel like I have a disease. I feel like I've made choices and I got to figure out how to make better ones. And I needed a path to be able to do that. And uh, I really, really love the things you would, you would say in your, in your advertising and thing like that really resonated with me. And finally uh, actually last week, six months Uh, Since I'm just going to ask you,
0: has it been, I'm just making notes too, as we go through. Has it, has it been that fucking long already? It's been that long, six months ago. Now for you, you, you just literally nailed it on the head there. It's just habits and habits and habits and habits, right? I mean, you don't, you didn't walk around like, You know because you're on the inside how some of the people kind of look at us as comebacks or, or look at me when I'm out there trying to say this is not a disease, it's a choice, blah, blah, blah. They kind of walk around with that big A on their chest. like in my, I say it like Superman, right? Like they're proud to be an alcoholic, telling me that you can't help a real alcohol, alcoholic. Only alcoholics can go to AA. Only alcoholics can, can do certain things, right? Like they're almost proud of it. Like it's a label yeah. that you wanted to take on. And for them, that, that's cool. Like that's their biggest, their biggest victory is going to be that maybe inside of their life. Um, for you though, like now finding out, putting light on that you're, you're 50 years old and you talked about the habits. Um, you went into this thing with a mindset of control. Yes. So define to me, like not the process, not the steps that you took, but you know, you know what control looks like right now. Cause you just told me, you know, you're in Copenhagen, Copenhagen. It wasn't a, it's not like a priority. It didn't make you feel it wasn't calling your name. You weren't looking for a, Place to get whiskey every corner. I mean, I don't even know what they drink over there. But when you went into the program, what was the mind wrapped around control like? What were you after? Because I think that's a good question to kind of help some guys with to let them know that it is possible. Like, how did you define it for yourself? Well,
1: I, I had a good example with my wife. Like to me, she is she is control. Like she can go have drinks; she'll literally have two glasses of wine, and she will be done and you know, she has that brake pedal, and she has the, you know, alcohol has a proper perspective in her life, in my opinion, and
0: that's kind of what's my model, is like, why can't
1: I go to dinner with my mind, enjoy it, and don't go home, do you know, talk and continue it our relationship and how much i had to drink and how much i, I remember while we were there because i would go you know around the corner and get a couple of- it was about that it was about i should be able to to participate in some activity with my wife and if we choose to have a glass of wine or whatever it is uh it it's not a big deal it's not the priority and so that's that 's how I defined it going in, and I would say that 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 still
0: stands true to me How do you think you, you made the show because I remember just actually talking right out here on the street corner uh, when you came for the experience, just right down below here you 're kind of talking about my I had to take a
1: selfie and send it to my wife to show her that you were real you know, she, <laughs> she wasn 't sure about where I was going when I, when I came, when I came to the experience she not was... just
0: some random dude on the, <laughs> the internet you do doing weird shit with. Um, but c- control like 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 at that time when you were doing it, the mindset that you had, like you went into this thing believing that you could do it already. I think that's a that's something important. Uh, we you know that in this program back here when I do it, I try to give the power back to them. I try to let them understand their conscious decision, their choices. Sure, there's some subconscious shit that's in you know deep rooted, but how do you think you kept? that so consistent like just because it's, it's a practice right even it's a practice you you had to get really really good at learning how to control your thoughts your emotions your actions and and the alcohol right to ultimately have the life that you want right
1: and, and for one for me I think uh, something I should uh, that, that I think makes a difference for me is uh, I really have never been a beer or, or wine guy like I can't just go knock down beer after beer for a 12 pack. It just fills me up and bloats me. So it's not, it wasn't my thing. Uh, so the, from that day in July when I talked to you six months ago, I've not had a drop of liquor, um, none, because to me that's where it was at. That's what my, that was my area that there was no other reason for me to do that, but for me to lose control.
0: So if you went back and you had a shot, you think right now, or you had a little bit that to you, that'd be like, that wouldn't be control that would be like um, you go I, right from wrong for you
1: do that but i'm not going to do that that's to me that's that's my line that's where i've put myself at this is what's okay and this is what's not and that's how i that's how i choose to
0: conviction that's yeah. where your line yeah of.
1: it would be letting myself down Perfect. you know okay and but at the same time uh, i don't want to live my life to where it has so much control over me i can't let alcohol past my lips, or I'm going to completely lose control of myself. That's a bullshit cop out in my, in my opinion, like I, I don't want to live that way. And so when I was on vacation, and I went to Denmark, and I wanted to try the local beer, and I was able to, and it wasn't an issue. It wasn't, that's not why I was there. That wasn't the focus of my vacation. But it also didn't affect me whatsoever in, you know, continuing to daily work, to be the man that I want to be. Uh, I I wasn't a failure because I tried a beer in Denmark. Uh, just, it's just not important. And did you like the beer? I did. I did actually. It was, uh, it was good.
0: I just made this note control equals conviction on your choices. And I'm going to use it, I think, because that's, that's really what you said. Cause a lot of the times when I, I talk to guys, on the clarity call, right? Once we onboard them and they're coming through here, and I shouldn't say we, we enroll them, they're coming through and they're getting in, they're kind of in that that new mindset. They don't know exactly what the fuck's going on or what to expect. I ask them, I present them, present them with a question Do you want control or do you want abstinence? Um, and I tell them what well, control isn't, in, in my opinion. Control isn't saying you're going to have three drinks on Super Bowl Sunday, or you're only going to go out through buddies every other weekend, or even say it's not drinking wine instead of beer. But in your case, you just changed my perspective a little bit on that. I think it can be that because it's a deeper question actually inside of what control is. Control actually has one more layer, which is conviction on your choices. It seems like from, from, from listening to you, right? Like you said it internally, that would be letting me down. So yeah, you have got to shift in my mindset on control right here.
1: And that's what it's about is it's about letting me down. It's, 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 I'm the one who is taking control of my life. And so what is control to me? And if, if I've defined it as this and to be truthful uh, you can't, you can't be lying about it either. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, just, evaluate say, yourself. just
0: say what you want to say.
1: Yeah. yeah you, you gotta stop fucking lying. That's exactly what, what it's about. And it's to yourself. You, you can't, I mean, cause we can tell ourselves I'm in control and behave in any way we want to behave and make ourselves believe that lie. So it's very important that you're truthful uh, when you're establishing those control boundaries for yourself, because if you're lying about it,
0: uh, you've lost. Talk about lying. Just with the drinking, right? When you, uh, before you started this, did you lie about little shit? Oh,
1: yeah. And, you know, what, what was probably one of my favorite things, and this is, this is, this is my wife that, that made me realize this is, uh, we were, um, you know, going to bed, that pillow talk time where we're, we're visiting before we go to sleep. And this was after, you know, I'd started the comeback and it was a, it was a defining moment for me because it, it really, uh, you know, let me know that I made the right decision. And she said that, uh, uh, this is my favorite time of day as we're sitting there talking. And she said, and, you know, your drinking had stolen this from me and I, and I missed it. You know, she, she didn't, she didn't even realize it was gone until she got back. And then, you know, it was really to be able to, I don't have to face the other way because I don't want her to smell my breath because of however much I drank that she didn't know about, you know, and which was, uh, the case with a lot of us is we, we drink way more than people think we do.
0: And I, told, I tell that to Kurt, a guy on the phone will tell him I'm only drinking three or four and I'm like three or four means fucking 12 to 15, right? Like the dude <laughs> literally, I mean it's just not <laughs> understand fucking comeback math.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, my, my one is a, a 20 ounce uh, that I pour most of the way full of the whiskey, you know. It's, uh, it's
0: just one. So talk a little bit now, like obviously your life, like you said, starting this off, it was great, man. It was, it wasn't in a, it wasn't your picture that you see of somebody laying on a, like a park bench drinking out of a, drinking out of a brown paper bag, pissing themselves, right? That's not who you were. That's pretty much, there's really nobody inside of the this comeback that was like that, except for maybe me at times, right? Like, I mean, I was pretty fucked up. <laughs> <out>. But, <laughs> but my, my point is, right. That's, that's probably why you listen to me because I can do I bet on both sides of it. Um, but your life was good. And then you decided you wanted to make it great. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, well, there's I a question I want to ask you, though. Oh, okay. What took so long? If you what? told me two or three months of waiting for the ad to, to hit you at the right moment or make you feel good, what took you so long, bro? Because I was still lying. I was still lying to myself, like, do I really need
1: to do this? Do I really need the help or can I just, you know, figure this out on my own? And I, I refused to believe that I couldn't do it. I mean, that's, that's the biggest part is, you know, then there's a lot of guys like that in the comeback, you know, we, we are guys that, that get things done. And it's hard to admit that you need, to ask somebody else for help and that was the hardest thing for me and truthfully the the second that happened that it was over for me like that was it my decision was made uh when you called me on the phone and i would already made the decision because i i had applied and when you i was remember sitting there waiting for you to to call me and i didn't care what you said I was going to do whatever you told me to do because I made the decision that I want this change in my life. And it just doesn't matter
0: what, I don't care what this guy tells me, I am going to do it. And that's what I did. So that was one of the best decisions. One of the best choices you ever made inside of your life.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. No question.
0: I'm I'm not trying to say to listen to me. I'm just saying like to be able to get that much conviction that you're like, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to figure this out. Like that's the choice. Like that's, that's where the power came from.
1: Yeah. That's the switch for me. It Click. It was flipping that switch to say, I am going to do this and then just
0: doing it. So without giving away like too much about how we do the work or stuff like that, I mean, we offer a multitude approach of, you know, from journaling to calls to uh, actually sending you stuff. But once you get past like where you're at, you're in the six months, like you're kind of, I don't say you're on your own, even though you're, you're part of, but you're, you're on your own. Right. So what's a, what's a habit, What's the routine look like kind of now? What's your favorite part of your day uh, working on yourself? Cause it, cause a lot's changed. I mean, but for you, like what's it look like?
1: Yeah. The, I mean, the sustaining part of the journey is you realize all of these things that you enjoy without the alcohol. I mean, and that's, that's what keeps you going. It's not, uh, I can't do this. It's if I do, I'm not going to get to enjoy this. And, you know, these are the things that I enjoy, including the mornings. Fantastic. I love getting up in the mornings now. I love the clarity. I love not having fog in my head, uh, you know, able to make decisions. And, and you don't even realize that. Like you you think you got it all figured out, you know, you, there's this pride about being the last guy to close down the bar and the first guy up in the morning at work. I
0: remember that shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Just being, it's like a bravado type thing that we, we try to do with ourselves.
0: And I don't know much about Wyoming, but I'd imagine it's probably a little bit like Texas or certain places where you guys are like men's men, right? Like kind of country guys, strong. Like I can drink all day and or drink all night and work all day. And I'm up early and do it again. Right. Like almost probably ingrained into you, built into that. That's the way of life I would assume. Is it kind yeah. Of
1: like, yeah. And my, my dad is that way. and has been that way my whole life. And so it's what I was
0: taught. So there's somebody out there right now that's listening to this or they listen listening down the road, whenever they, they finally get it through their ears. But, you know, you waited two or three months and obviously, like you said, that was the switch. There was a time you knew that that moment came, but maybe there's something you could say to that guy right now, or even somebody that's listening inside of, um, the comeback already that we work with, who's committed, but hasn't committed, committed. They haven't found that control equals conviction on your choices. They haven't found that. Give them some advice. So this past
1: Sunday I was in church and uh, the pastor was telling a story about the, the pool of Bethesda that was in Jerusalem and everybody who had some type of affliction or need needed healing would gather around this pool and occasionally, the, the, an angel would come down and stir the waters, and whoever got in the water first would get healed. And uh, Jesus came by, and there was a guy who'd been bedridden for 38 years, and he was there by the pool, hoping to get healed. And Jesus asked him, uh, you know, do you want to get healed? And he said, yes, but I can't, I don't, nobody can help me whenever the water stirs, I can't get to the water in time. And he said take up your mat and walk and your mat be in your bedroll. And he got up and he walked away. And I think that's what we do a lot of times is we, we sit around and we wait for somebody to stir the waters. We wait for the perfect moment. We wait for, Oh, I got this coming up. I'll quit drinking after that. You know, we, we want everything to be perfect. So the waters are stirred and we walk in and we're healed and the fact is what we have to do is take up our mat and walk we got to get up and start today there's never going to be a perfect day there's never going to be a perfect time for you to start you have to do it now you have to take that action and you have to do it today if you if you want to get there you can't you can't wait for the perfect moment cuz it's never never going to come
0: dude that's a great ending i'm not going to add anything to that <laughs> I'm just going to let you roll. Chad, um, I know that you've probably got some stuff to do. I've got to get on another call here in about two minutes, man. I want to thank you for, for spending time with us today. You did a great job, man. I know that you're um, you're not the most vocal all the time, but when you speak, you have wisdom and you have strength and you have power. Thank you for uh, shifting my perspective a little bit on on the the choices, right? I guess it can be that. It can be beer instead of, of liquor, right? As long as you're okay with it. He's but if you're right. going to, you, you're gonna lie, you to you, lie to yourself about it. You can't be lying to yourself about it. So today, when I do my Clarity onboarding calls at uh, whatever, 1230, a couple hours from here, I'm going to use that. And I'm going to say, we have a guy back here. It might even be your accountability coach who fucking does it. So, Chad, I want to thank you. I'm proud of you. And uh, I look forward to watching you get a year, five years, whatever the fuck you want under your belt. Victories are yours. All right. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it, man. Later, buddy. Take care.
1: See ya.